Think about you know, someone sitting on a life raft. They're lost in the mm, middle of the mm. ocean, right? They don't necessarily know where they're headed. So, but but somehow you know they hear this little voice or they they see a, you know, a, something in the distance and they decide you know what instead of going your true north today what i'm going to do is i'm just going to adjust it by like three degrees off Mm, towards mm. the east or towards uh, west i'm going to just adjust three degrees and that's what i'm going to do and i'm going to commit to that for the next two or three or four months what's going to happen you know they're not going to end up at the same destination that they would have ended up first and foremost because they weren't achieving what they wanted to achieve and that's sort of like the visualization that i have about pivoting or persevering in your own personal life right hey everyone welcome to the rlt podcast where we share some real life tools tips and tricks to help you not only discover but also reach your ultimate goals Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Real Life Tips podcast. This is episode number 21 and we're so excited to be back here with you guys to share some more insightful content with you. I'm your host, Mono. As usual, joined by Leon. Um, Yeah, episode 21, what can I say? I mean, last week we actually had a little bit of a celebration for episode 20. We did a lot of research throughout the last couple of weeks, again, to bring you some insightful topics and um, hopefully a couple of things that you might have not thought about before. And tonight's going to be no different. I mean, we're going to pretty much build on the momentum that we've already put in place and we're going to discuss another very good topic with you tonight. Marlene, maybe just tell us a little bit. Give us a bit of a hint. Yeah, Leon. I mean, we came across um, some great content, some great research that we've done, but it's not really far removed from things that we've known already, right? Um, mm. It's just It was just so profound hearing this message again and understanding that this really does apply to all aspects of life. And it, it's, it's all around quitting is a skill. Now, mm, I think that mm-hmm. it's such an important point to to know when to quit and when to persevere. And we spoke about this briefly, actually, in one book, one business book that we went through uh, quite a while back when uh, we started our journey on researching and understanding businesses and entrepreneurship and all that, where they spoke mm. of uh, pivot versus persevere. And it's, it's, it's so, so crucial in a business to understand when to pivot and when to persevere. When should you take the idea that you started the business out with and decide whether this is still worth pursuing, whether it's still Mm. gonna work the way that you pictured it to work in the beginning, or when should you not give up on that dream, but rather restructure that dream to see how you can adapt it towards what you've learned and sort of uh, pivot slightly into the right direction and lean into the direction of the feedback that you've been receiving as well. And it's so applicable in real life as well. And so, yeah, it's all about quitting uh, but the fact that quitting is a skill, knowing when to quit and knowing what to quit in your life at the right time, you know, uh, it's it's such an important point because we've all heard this saying that in a lot of relationships or uh, in a lot of uh, situations in life, it does more harm than good mm-hmm. when you yeah. hold on to things that are bad and you try and fix them or situations. And sometimes that happens. Sometimes it happens where you're trapped in a bad job and you feel that you can fix it uh, and you just end up, you're just breaking yourself down. Yeah, and wasting time and breaking yourself down to a point Mm. where mentally you can't cope with life anymore. So yeah, very, very excited to be uh, deep diving into this discussion with you here tonight again, Leon. Yeah, no, as usual, I think I find this topic so profound because... I think this is one of those concepts that I grew up the opposite way, you know, like quitting is for losers and uh, winners never quit, you know, all the different stereotypes, like (laughs) we used to say the same thing about smoking after school, like winners never quit, right? And um, (laughs) this this is like throwing that entire concept on its head and being a, a lot more relatable to a lot of people and the way that life actually goes. And this is where you are presented with so many different decisions and choices in life, and you need to decide on whether to um, proceed or quit. And at the end of the day, quit is such, I, I don't know if you agree with me, but quitting has such a negative connotation to it. Even just the word makes you think of failure 
in some sense you know it makes you mm. think mm. like you were somehow less good at that specific thing hence you needed to quit that and actually try something else you know so it, it, it really comes down to and and this is i think maybe hopefully some of the listeners haven't really heard it like this before so i, I kind of want to say it again that quitting is a skill it's an it's an actual skill it's something that you need to develop you don't just get born with skill skill comes from knowledge and aptitude and obviously you know habit formation and stuff like that so you actually need to learn yourself and teach yourself from a young age how to identify enough reason to let go of something which is mm. maybe a softer way to put it than saying that you want to quit it um, and it's it's so difficult though because where do you strike the balance between because we've all heard this that consistency is key right yeah. anything that's any sort of endeavor that you that you find yourself in but where do you draw the line and uh, i think that's sort of where the penny just dropped for me when you know we came across this messaging in the in the way that it was delivered here it's it's saying that where do you draw the line between being consistent and striving towards something and constantly pushing yourself down that road um to achieve success which is mm. good and well i mean that like so much success has been achieved in the past where people have persevered people have pushed through the difficult times people That's have true. pushed through all of the tough times and all that to achieve what they wanted to achieve at the end of the day right but in some cases you know you're right i mean you don't want to be labeled as a quitter nobody wants to be labeled as a quitter so it it's i think yeah that's it's it's absolutely profound looking at the point of where does one draw the line between the two yeah absolutely and i think the the way that we want to extrapolate on this tonight is going to actually shed a bit of light on how this is applicable and when probably the the saying doesn't really hold up um but at the end of the day, it really has to do with um, decisions that you need to make in life and positions maybe that you are put in or, um, I don't know, circumstance that you need to persevere through or get out of and when to decide to quit. So it's actually in a more of a positive light. And I think the entire um, episode is going to be a little bit more positive towards when is a good time to quit and when do you know when quitting is actually a skill like when is quitting going to benefit you rather than detract and at the end of the day there's actually so many different circumstances and i'll maybe start with the first example um so when i started my first and again now we're gonna <laughs> now we're gonna open up a little bit with our own lives and what we've gone through and I think that still makes the show popular is the fact that we we tend to kind of um you know lay it out on the line on things that we've gone through with the hopeful intention that a lot of people listening to this have gone through the same um but when I started in my first professional career and I mean I was an ex varsity student and I was graduate and everything so I just assumed that I would land like the perfect job right like I would I put in the four years to go and study something very intentionally even though obviously you know varsity was a more fun than it was studies but anyway you know you end up with a with some sort of accreditation that warrants you a better job than someone that just got out of high school right mm. so i went into my first position thinking that yeah i'll have that little bit of an edge you know to get me a way better job than anyone that en exited high school and yes i did maybe marginally better than some of the you know competition um just exiting high school mm. and i actually entered the job and it was very layman kind of work and you know i started progressing and i grew and i got into it and you know i had a very good mentor and everything and for the first two to three years and i mean that's a long time especially when you're young everything was great it was heaven on earth and it was amazing and i'm i'm thinking that there's probably a lot of you out there listening now that that can relate but then there's this point in time when i started realizing and this is it's weird it's circumstantial and it's got to do with your five influential people again we spoke about that in previous episode um 
and you start realizing that I could probably be doing better, right? If I start gauging myself and my skills and what I think I'm worth, like when I go to bed and I look at my skill set and what the job actually restrains me to do and how much further I can probably do than what the job is asking from me, I know that I'm probably worth more. And that is a perfect example of quitting as a skill. It's when you've identified the Achilles heels, you know, and I'm not going to go down the route of what that means, but basically the crippling effect of remaining in a circumstance where you know it's not serving you, it's not Mm. building you up, it's not Mm. progressing you further, it's not actually going to grow you up as a person Either it could, and again, there's many dimensions. This could either be spiritually, physically, uh, you know, professionally. It, it, it doesn't really matter. The, the, the kind of concept stays the same. But you get to this point, and I got to the point when, when I realized that, you know, I love this place. I love the people. We feel like family. Some of us have barbecues over weekend. I know everyone's children's and when their birthdays are and we bought each other presents you really get so caught up in the, let's call it white noise and all the different like, you know, connections with all the people that you stop to think about, I'm here for a career. And again, this is just one example of the concept, but I'm here for a career. I'm here to further myself professionally. I'm here for, at the end of the day, I'm here for a paycheck. I mean, let's just put it as it is. Yes, I can make friends along the way. Yes, it's an option. It's absolutely an option to meet the perfect people. Some people meet their soulmate at work. Mm-hmm. That's not the point here. The point here is that your professional career, the whole intention is to try and grow, right? Whether that's going to be to develop some sort of skill that's going to lean towards philanthropy or whether it's going to lead towards building your own business or whether it's going to stay on a career ladder climb towards directorship of a big corporation whatever that might be but if you don't quit when you feel that you have reached your limit right like you've reached Mm -hmm. your roof within that particular organization or place or point in life you will literally remain there. And I don't want to go back to episodes where we talked about, um, you know, comfort zones and those things. I think everyone kind of knows what I'm referring to. But um, it's really about then using the skill of understanding and looking at the variables in your life and where you want to be and seeing that those are completely misaligned. If you paint the picture five years down the line and where you are now and how you see things going is not going to get you to that five-year point, you need to quit. And with quit, Mm. we don't mean cold turkey. (laughs) There needs Mm. to be a process. There needs to be a thought pattern. There needs to be um, research and, you know, all the due diligence into soul searching and finding out exactly what it is that you're actually yearning for and what the next step might be. But at the end of the day, you are very clear and intentional that you need to quit. This is the end of the line. You're not going to grow any further. You've done what you need to do and it's time to move on. Now, that's just one example of Mm, mm. skillful quitting. Um, Maybe, I don't know, do you have anything? No, I love that, Leon, because you know what? You're touching on something there that um, I, I absolutely resonate with and you know, if I, I had to picture it back in, and I've been, I've gone through multiple sort of career changes and, uh, you know, jumping ship in certain organizations, sort of sticking to the same industry the whole time. But the main reason for uh, looking, you know, for the greener fields on the other side of the fence is usually because you see that there's an obvious faster route that's in sight. And you can see that, by sticking it out in one organization, you won't necessarily achieve those goals. Now, absolutely, yes, in, in a career aspect and a professional aspect, you can apply this, this sort of methodology or thought process. But I feel there's so much more to it, Leon, that, that really intrigued me. Mm. It's If you think about pivoting or persevering, not necessarily just in career, but also looking in your personal life. 
And we've touched on relationships in our chemistry compatibility episode, which I feel covers all of the grounds that we want to cover. But absolutely, if you're stuck in a toxic situation, whether it is in the workplace, whether it is in a relationship, or whether it is in the friend group that you're stuck in, right? then you have to get to that point where you need to understand where, where do you draw the line? Where do you stop? Where do you get out? Um, it's, it's, if it's not working, if it's not driving you towards your goals or towards mm. what you want to achieve in life, you need to call it quits. So it's, it's such a powerful uh, thing that you can apply to each and every aspect, not just to the career that you're currently sitting in. Absolutely, yes, that has helped me so many times. I can't even... Uh, explain to you, Leon, that if you feel that you've hit the ceiling at an organization, don't you? And they always say, "Don't quit because it's hard. Quit because it sucks." And that also stuck out to me. Yeah, it's it's not that I'm quitting because it's just it's really really hard. I don't want to do the work. Uh, most of the time, when I find myself in this pivot or persevere T junction in my life or crossroads, if you want to call it that, then it's usually I have to ask myself the simple question, am I quitting because it's hard? Uh, because I know that I'll have to put in the work, but I know that whatever sits beyond that work that I'm going to have to you know, push through uh, is going to be reward enough? Or am I quitting because I just absolutely hate where I am at the moment? And that can be you know, interpreted in a professional career a sort of scenario as well as in your personal life. So I just found that to be the most powerful of, of the entire saying is that your quitting is a skill. 100%. Look, I mean, that is extremely, extremely accurate. And I think you painted the picture quite perfectly now for, for anyone that needs to understand the difference. There's another aspect here that I just need to distinguish before we continue with, you know, um, the subject. Um, I read a book. It's actually one of the very first books I read when I, uh, you know, came into a management position a, a couple of years back. Um, the book's name was Grit. It was by Angela Lee Duckworth. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of the listeners have read the book as well. And it has to do, obviously, grit, you know, so it has to do with the grind, the daily grind to get something done or to achieve a goal. And that can get really, really tough. And you just mentioned it, you just mentioned it so eloquently that it's not about if something is hard, you need to quit. That's not what we're talking about here at all. You know, if something is hard, usually the most reward lies at the end of that tunnel. That's not what mm. we're talking about. So we're not saying quit because something is hard. We are saying Quit because something doesn't make sense or is not going to serve. Now, mm. quitting, that's why we are also saying that quitting is a skill and not we. I mean, if you Google the concept, a lot of us tend to agree. And it's because you are able to say that, look, if I look at the different variables, how is this going to serve me? Being able to look a little bit more long term, what are the benefits going to be? What are the chances of success? If you can bring all the variables and all the different things going on together and measure towards uh, this probably being unsuccessful, then quitting is a skill. It means that you were able to call it quits way before you've either maybe in, in business or in maybe let's call it supply or not supply chain, maybe in development. If you're an R&D, and you know that something is very, very unlikely to succeed, and you are able to pinpoint the various factors and the variables of why. And you pull the plug. It means that you can immediately start working on either a better prototype or a better idea, a better solution to the same problem or a different problem. It all depends what comes into the R&D stream. But at the end of the day, if you spend two years worth of resources, a huge team just to provide an unsuccessful product, that means that you didn't quit soon enough. You did not see the long-term effect of bad decision-making or perhaps um, writing on walls, you know, just, you know, when you have that hinkering of this is just gonna go wrong for various different aspects and various different reasons that you can either quantify or qualify. 
if you're not able, if you don't have the ability to call that out, you're going to stick with it. You're going to be hard-headed. People are going to tell you that it's going to fail. You're not going to listen to them. You're going to persevere and you're going to feel like a champ just to fail. And mm. that is where we're saying quitting is a skill. That's why it's probably the most important skill among maybe learning how to speak <laughs> and, and breathe that one can ever learn is to understand with your talents and your acumen and everything that you know and everything that you are to apply that towards goals in life that's achievable that's going to either improve life or that's either going to bring something better in life or that's either going to make the company that you work for more successful or bring a new product to the customers that's going to make them really happy um, another way we can look at this and i mean we're very Obviously, as a, as, as a podcast, we're very business oriented, but you can look at this from a completely different view, from a more personal view. And you can look at this from like a kid's uh, point of view, right? When you're a child and you start learning about life and how life works and the necessity to be obedient and you've got parents and you've got later on you've got a school system that tells you what to do and you need to have discipline and order and that's going to help you gain skill and all this stuff you're going to start getting presented with ideas on how to improve yourself right now let's say for example you're a five-year-old and um, you enter into a swimming school all right and and again, I'm ta I'm talking on behalf of five-year-olds here. So if there's any five-year-olds listening, this is what I think is going through their heads, right? Um, and you you have a really difficult um, instructor, and he's just like pushing you in the deep end and telling you you have to do this, and this is how you learn how to swim, and you won't swim unless you've drowned once. <laughs> you know, if that's the kind of attitude. And you quit because of that. And you explain that to the next person, let's say your parents, they might actually think and empathize and say, wow, okay, there's a little bit of reasoning behind this. I understand the concern here. And guess what? They might actually go and speak to that instructor and say that, listen, there's a bit of a problem here. You are instilling fear and through fear hoping that people just inadvertently start swimming because that like that's the only other option from mm. suffocating underwater mm -hmm. you might actually be able to develop change and get that entire little swimming school to um you know i don't know have a less aggressive um swimming program so there's a lot of reasons why you need to almost like adapt the skill of quitting or at least start thinking about the process of how to quit and the reasons for quitting at a young age so that you can develop it as a skill at an older age where it really mm. serves for obviously a lot more impactful things than learning how to swim it can really become the measurement between whether a company can make it or break it I mean, mm. or whether a relationship can make it or break it. And I mean, I, I just spoke about kids. I mean, you can take this to relationships. And I think you're the <laughs> relationship expert between the two of us. But I mean, yeah, does it make sense? I mean, I think it really applies to every single part of life. And more so, obviously, makes a lot more sense. And I think the let's say the trade-offs and the payoffs are way bigger mm. the older you get on oh, how good you are at selectively quitting certain things oh absolutely yes i think you mentioned something there that that i just want to understand a little bit better and i think i i do understand the way that you you're putting it leon is and it's so interesting because if you think about business and what you're talking about is you know like when you when you mentioned the developers and going through that cycle, mm -hmm. I, I'm not a developer at all, but I can I can obviously imagine. So just think about Zuckerberg, you know, when he went through the whole Facebook, designing of Facebook and all of that kind of stuff. It absolutely makes sense from a business point of view or from a technology point of view to say, I'm going to start by building an app or I'm going to start by building a platform or I'm going to start by building a business. It doesn't have to be an app or development or anything, right? But the point is, if you start building that and you don't constantly check in with the people using those platforms, if 
you know, the, the feedback that you're getting from them is actually positive and what's negative, what's working, what isn't working, then you basically go off of your own assumptions. And it's one of the mm. most profound things that I've read in a business book is making sure that you test your own assumptions. Now, if why am I telling you this specific story in that specific line? And why did that actually stand out to me, Leon? Is primarily because if you think about life as well, 100%, we, we basically figure life out as we go. Let's be honest. You know, like yeah, you get true. some guidelines, right? Trial you get guidelines error. from your parents. You get guidelines from the people that you socialize with. You get guidelines nowadays from social media. I mean, we've spoken about that as well. Uh, but the point is that we basically are all just here and figuring life out. So, and you're doing a lot of that based on the assumptions that you build up in your head. So every now and then by stopping and looking back and saying, let's check in with myself to see that what I'm doing is still aligned with what I want to be doing with my life or what I want to accomplish with my life. And it's really, you're only in a business point of view, it's saying that if your users are complaining about you know, maybe to you, the biggest, the most important thing was to have a video on your intro screen when they log into your website and you thought that nobody's ever going to use that website because you know, everybody's into video now and YouTube exists and there's videos everywhere and all that. For you in your head, you build that up as or in your mind, you mm -hmm. build that up as this is the most important feature for my platform only to find out that when, when you launch, People don't really care about that. The main thing that they were complaining about, the main thing that they were stressed out about was the fact that there was, you know, it requires you to input your age or it requires you to input your birth date. And that was their main concern. So looking at that and saying that my business is a failure because you know people don't like my platform and it's, it's mainly because I couldn't incorporate the video into it or whatever, you have to look at the feedback. You have to check in from a business point of view to see what is working, what is not working. And absolutely that makes sense in life as well. So that to say, let's persevere with my idea of trying to push the video down upon people because I've gotten the feedback and most people want the video, but I've confirmed that hypothesis. Uh, or in my own personal life, you know, absolutely. This is what I'm doing right now. If I check in with myself and I say, you know, the relationship that I am in, um, is it taking me towards the goal? You know, have we had that chat? Uh, do we want to get married? Do we want to stay in this mm. country? You know, maybe uh, uh, there's so many relationships and I don't want to touch on relationships too much, but there's so many relationships where you find the person does, you know, doesn't even want to stay in the country. Maybe they think about immigrating and they want to go travel the world and it's not aligned with the goals that you have set out for yourself because you want to stay in the country, you want to develop your career and that's sort of like your comfort zone. That's where you want to stay at as well. But in life in general as well, if you think about it, it's so, 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 so important to take that same principle and step back and ask yourself, you know what, based on the feedback and the feedback being obviously you're not going to wait and ask other people, hey, so how am I doing in life? And then base all of your assumptions and future plans off of that. But the feedback that I'm talking about could be you know, things like what sort of results am I seeing? If, if I come home at night, am I happy? Am I actually content yeah. when I get into bed at night? Am I happy with the job that I'm in? Am I happy with the environment that I've, uh, that I've been placed in? Am I happy with um, you know, the people in my life? And it really comes down to taking stock of the current situation that you're sitting in and deciding for yourself, is this worth pushing through? And Swallowing your pride and understanding that there is a right form of quitting and there's a wrong form of quitting. So mm. yeah, it's mm. it's very very interesting when you put it like that, Leon. Yeah, no, I think yeah, yeah that's in, that's important to note as well. Is that, and I want to kind of come back to what we started off with. I think the word quit has such a lot of negativity going for it that it's almost like we need to find another word like. I don't know, willfully exiting or something like yes. that, you know? I love that. Yeah. And, and, and because it, that's it, the best way of thinking about it. Yeah. Exactly. Because if you quit something, it means that, uh, or in most people's mind, when you quit, it means that you couldn't win, right? You couldn't mm. find a way to bring the end result. So you quit. 
And I think that's actually the least amount of quitting you'll ever do is mm. when something didn't go right, you just leave it. I think that's the least amount of time you'll ever then quit something. I think the most times in your life that where quitting would be applicable is through decision making and deciding mm. whether something is good or bad, whether something's going to serve or detract, etc. And is it going to do more harm than good? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is it going to do more harm than good? Is it going to help with your five year plan? Is the relationship going the way that it should? Is your spiritual life going the way that it should? Again, this this literally applies to everything that you do. Now, one of the things that I firmly believe in, and I think most people do, obviously, the only thing in life that's finite is time, right? Mm. Um, there's only so much time in life. Now, going down the wrong path, willfully so, knowingly so, without quitting means that you are literally wasting away on the candle that is life. Mm. And it means that you are literally going to have less exposure to more chances and more things in life. If you just keep going down pointless avenues. I think this is probably where it will sink in for most people is that the more time you spent going through things that you already skillfully thought about, you draw the conclusions, you did your analyses, and you know that this is going to go nowhere, whatever it might be. And you just stay in that circumstance, you're literally killing off time willfully. You are mm. literally deciding if you can go and take your life and put it on a timeline and you can go and draw your fifth birthday and the date that you graduated, the date that you got married and you draw that over a timeline and you start taking away from that timeline and you make it that literal, that's mm. when you'll realize why it's important to quit. That's, that's powerful, Leon. You know why? Because when when you're talking about that it it reminds me of and i'll um, i'll shamelessly admit this i mean i started a business and it failed and mm. i quit and that's why it failed uh the main reason for that is because i willfully exited that entire situation mm. so you you have to understand that quitting at those at the right times uh is very very important and when you're talking about resources you're striking gold leon because if I were to go on with that business and it was doing, it was gaining traction, uh, everything was going right. There was a lot of effort, a lot of late nights, a lot of hours that I spent you know, actually trying to build that from, from the ground up. And I was really, really proud of what I've accomplished by myself, uh, building you know, the, the, the idea and getting it all out there. But there comes a point in your life where you have to decide. And like you said, it's all about resources. You have a finite amount of resources at your disposal on a daily basis. And you get to that point in life where you have to decide, is my time best spent working on something that I can see is not necessarily going to bring me closer to my goal uh, in the amount of time or in the uh, situation, the circumstances that I've just been thrown into as well. Mm -hmm. So, and life changes and things happen and circumstances change. So in times like that, I mean, I got to a point where I just didn't have enough resources. I, I couldn't spend the additional you know, uh, funding. I, I couldn't um, find the additional time in my day to put it back in there because I had a very, very demanding job all of a sudden. And I had to go and Those through. are the hardest ones, right? Those are the hardest ones. I mean... It's, it's you, the hardest ones that, to let go of because you've put in so much blood, sweat, and tears. And yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking again here holistically about the power of quitting. And again, when quitting is a skill... But the example you just painted, I think a lot of people has been in those um, or a lot of people have been in those circumstances where you've literally had this, I don't want to call it, it's almost like a passion project. Like you put your heart mm. and soul into it, right? And when you're so intimately close to an idea or a concept, it's very, very difficult to let go. Um, it's mm. extremely like it's destroyed so many people on just mm. keeping with something and staying with something and what you need at that time and maybe the, you know be, before we start going into the end of this episode 
Sometimes what you might also need is a little bit of perspective, right? If you're very, very close to the situation, usually you're drowning in the detail. Like you can't really see the end, the start, the beginning and any or anything like that. That's whether it's career wise, personal, um, you know, doing entrepreneurship, whatever it might be. If you're very close to the problem, it's very, very hard to let go, first of all, because you've already invested so much and to also see beginning and end. Now, I mentioned in one of our episodes, I forget which. Um, if you have close friends, family, whatever that you regularly converse with and they know what you're busy with and stuff like that, they are usually very, very good at evaluating peaks and valleys, right? So they always good at seeing when you were very happy and when you were sad. When did you talk positively? When did you talk negatively about whatever you are busy with that you need to quit or continue with within the context of this episode? And they can usually give quite an accurate very quick straight answer about you should leave this or you should continue i know that it sounds abstract and i know that they don't know the detail they don't know the detail and i know the beauty is in the detail but remember the devil is also in the detail so you need to allow people to give you a little bit of a third i mean if you think about physics we can only see three-dimensional right you can you can you can draw down a square you can see first dimension second and third you can't even fathom fourth dimension but if you bring someone into the equation that's literally an out a bystander or an outsider that just is close to you they know the story they know what you're busy busy with and struggling with and you ask for their perspective so that you can get perspective that's maybe a good way to at least hear them out and gauge their criteria upon which they measure the reason for quitting and taking that information and, and, and really seeing that as valuable input to your decision as well. Um, the reason I say this, I've, I've now read a lot in my life and I've done a lot of research and there's a lot of people that died with the, there's a lot of graveyards out there with dreams that died along with people that never got realized. There's a lot of dreams mm. in graveyards and it's because people never let go and they couldn't figure out they got so engulfed and yeah almost like drowned into the idealistic or the perfect vision of what they were trying to go for that they completely missed the evidence and the blatant obvious facts that were staring them in the face of failure or maybe just pivoting and try, maybe just making some critical adjustments that can that can then lean towards success so it's sometimes just it's just a point that i wanted to raise that if you are struggling to get perspective and you're too, too close to the to the problem or the um, idea or the job or the relationship and you have the emotional intelligence to realize that you are too close and you go and venture towards finding some advice from your nearest people, nearest friends, nearest family, whatever it might be, not Google, <laughs> obviously, um, that might help you a little bit to just grow some perspective, get a different, get a different view, get that fourth dimension. That, that makes a lot of sense, Leon, because when you think about it, people think emotionally first and then they think logically. We've, <laughs> we've seen this over and over again with... Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm guilty because I'm human. So uh, we all are. We all yeah, exactly. We we all buy things we don't need. That's why we're talking about this. <laughs> we yeah, <laughs> we all buy things we don't need because people advertise it in such a way that they trigger your emotions. Yeah. it's the way that we are wired. It's that we can't get away That's from how it. Apple so, keeps making money, emotional purchase. Oh, of course. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's and that's why I now own Apple products because... Mm. They ask an obscene <laughs> you, amount of money basically for what sold they it on provide, to me as but well. yeah, it's, you buy they sell the you the, theme, right? Yeah, they sell you the emotion, mm. right? So, And that's the problem as well with a lot of these situations in life. When you can't find perspective, um, it's, good. it's good to look outward. It's good to ask other people's opinions or uh, get their, their perspective on it because 
they take the emotion out of it. They're not sitting yes. in the stress. They're That's not the sitting thing. in the toxic uh, environment that you're sitting in at work. Um, they they have a different perspective because they take the emotion out of it. You know, they think mm. logically about it. So it is absolutely yeah a good idea, I think, in in scenarios like that. Yeah. And even if you speak to them, so even if they're not privy to all the information, and you maybe phone them for up for the first time, and again. And I'm staying on this topic a little bit uh, just to put it into perspective a little bit more, maybe for a, from a practical perspective for those of you out there listening that is now in that specific position. Even if you phone up like a really dear friend or a very good family member that's always been good at advice and you start explaining to them what you're finding yourself in or you know, again, whether it's relationship, whether it's career-wise, whether it's spiritual, whatever it might be or physical, um, and you explain to them, you tend to kind of highlight, again, I'm talking about peaks and valleys, so I'm talking about ups and downs, and the, the, the nice things and the bad things about your situation, the pros and cons, they are usually very equipped with that small information to make a slightly better uh, decision than you are mm. caught up in all the detail. I just quickly wanted to... Uh, oh, I love that. that as well. I absolutely love that, Leon. You know what? I think it is. Um, it's such an important point for us to to discuss this, Leon. It's it's something that I really and this is what I love about our discussions. It's funny because we do a lot of these type of discussions offline. Mm. Uh, <laughs> of course, we started the podcast primarily because we typically have these discussions. We have these little digest discussions where mm. we come across content we want to get to the bottom of it we want to digest it because it, it's difficult a lot of the content you have to listen to it you have to constantly reevaluate go and research go deep dive make it applicable to your own life and all of that so it's really great for me to chat through a lot of this stuff to easily digest it for myself and I've, i think mm. that's one of the main reasons we started this podcast is also to yo might as well share it with the world whilst we're busy digesting it. And it's it's so great hearing your perspective on that. One of the things that I wanted to add to that as well that I feel is extremely, extremely important is when you think about readjusting or pivoting uh, in even the little, the tiniest minute ways in your life. Think about you know, someone sitting on a life raft. They're lost in the mm -hmm. middle of the ocean, right? They don't necessarily know where they're headed. So, but but somehow you know they hear this little voice or they they see a, you know, a, something in the distance and they decide you know what instead of going your know, true north today what I'm going to do is I'm just going to adjust it by like three degrees off mm. towards mm. the east or towards uh, west. I'm going to just adjust three degrees and that's what I'm going to do and I'm going to commit to that for the next two or three or four months what's going to happen? You know, they're not going to end up at the same destination that yeah, they would have ended right. up first and foremost because they weren't achieving what they wanted to achieve. And that's sort of like the visualization that I have about pivoting or persevering yeah, in your own personal drop. life, right? It's basically it's basically saying that even not, not big ways. It's not mm. saying just, you know, think about this. Should you go and quit your job? Should you move to another organization? Should you mm. dump mm. your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your wife uh, or husband? and find a new partner because it's not working out for you. I'm talking about the little things in life as well. And this is this is where it really just hit home for me is thinking about what are the little things that I can change in my life? What, mm. Where should I pivot? Mm. Where should I persevere? What's working out for me? What's not working out for me? But really constantly being aware of it and taking stock of it and saying, you know, I'm unhappy in this area of my life. Why am I unhappy? Uh, is it because I need to push through in the next level or pu you know, push through the next ceiling? And what do I need to push through it? Is it going to be worth pushing through it? Is it going to be worth the effort? If it's not, should I maybe just adjust two or three degrees to the left? And you know, maybe I should try something else, something that's going to work for me, something that's going to be a little bit more fulfilling for me. And it's not always yeah. overthinking it. It's always good having a 10-year plan, a five-year. I wouldn't even say having a 10-year plan is a good idea. Maybe having a five-year plan, right? Um, but just basically calibrating yourself towards that five-year plan and recalibrating the five-year plan as well. Taking stock seeing that, you know, is this really, you know, am I still on track? Is this going to drive me towards where I want to be in life? If it isn't, 
then maybe I should be looking for something else. But what I tend to do as well, and this is something that I've recently adopted in my life, is I started, I always you know, think very analytical about the future and too far into the future sometimes. So I stopped doing that mainly purely because it becomes so overwhelming because the possibilities are endless. You can't see that far. So one of the things that really just worked for me in terms of pivoting or persevering or the skill of quitting is primarily saying, I don't need to know what's going to make me happy in five years. Yeah. Um, because I don't, I won't know. There's no possible way of knowing what's going to make me happy in five years. What I do know now is that I'm not happy where I am. What can I do to change my current situation? And that's all I focus on. If I'm not happy in what I'm doing now, and I feel that the effort's not going to be worth it, it's not going to bring me to a point where I'm going to be happy. Then I per- mm. then I pivot. Simple as that. Look, the best way to look at this, and I think this is going to um, end off my bit for the section as well to come into the tip section. So again, as usual, we are the Real Life Tips podcast, and we want to give you something to go home with. And this is going to be the bit from my side to kind of condense the entire message. And if you only listen to this one minute, this is kind of what it all encompasses. If you quit fast you'll eventually succeed faster. (laughs) If you understand what I mean. I love that. So the more you quit, the more likely you'll be in a good position to start succeeding, right? If you keep failing at one thing, you'll never see success because you're in that one thing that you're failing all the time. But the sooner you can get through all the failures and find those successes, and this is the other thing, And this is in so many different books and we're still going to do an episode dedicated towards momentum, but I think we need like a day long episode on that. Everything has to do with momentum. I just read, yes, and I think if for anyone listening now, go and find the book Extreme Ownership with um, Jocko Willink and Leif Babin, the two Navy SEALs. They talk about leadership, but they also talk profoundly about momentum and how they use this in their um, you know, wars in Iraq and so on. But it's all got to do with small failures that builds up to big successes, right? It's got to do with getting through the small failures as soon as possible. So quitting quickly, quitting very understanding how to measure, uh, you know, reasons for quitting or reasons for failure, so that you can do that quickly, so that you can faster get to the ideas or the reasons, the reasoning towards success as fast as possible. And with that in mind, you start building momentum, even if it's in the smallest of ways. So for example, I just want to, and this is the, again, I just want to mention this real quick. If you are like me and you're a late night goer and a late riser in the morning, and one of the things that you start changing is just getting up earlier in the morning and you go to bed a little bit earlier at night, all right? Those small things have a compounding effect into maybe doing a little bit more studying in the morning or doing some mindful exercises in the morning or maybe doing some guided meditation or maybe reading a book. And that might lead to energy that you put into your brain that then gives you another idea or sparks off another interest or put you on a a road to a new business concept. And you start building momentum. The more you can get out of the bad ideas and the quitting the bad ideas and focusing and and being able to zero in on the good ideas the more you start building this massive tailwind of good energy and progressiveness and that i think is the ideal for everyone and again i'm speaking from a place of having not mastered this by any stretch of the imagination but it is literally something that i'm trying to actively work on is to identify everything in life that doesn't serve me, everything that's a complete fail, quitting that, stopping to waste all my time, energy, kilojoules as a, as, <laughs> as a fitness guy right now, quitting all that and getting on board just the stuff that's going to actually enrich or somehow put back whatever at least they were worth into my life. I love that. I absolutely love that. So yeah, Leon, I I fully agree with you. I think those are some great, great tips. Um, So I think what I want to do is I want to just summarize. I want to summarize the things that that really stood out to me in this episode, the things that I feel 
we should take home the things that I also mm. Mm. had to take note of now because I want to remember these things I want to actually live by them and it's like you said you know the more you quit the more you have the ability to realign realign yes. towards what you want to achieve in your life so so fail and fail fast we've uh, mm. we've scraped the surface on this in the past but it absolutely is just so true don't yes, be afraid of quitting and don't don't connect your ego to that as well there is a there is a way to fail or to quit not to fail but let's say to quit and you know with your head held high thinking yeah. that this is the best decision for me so do it more often um that's number one number two your perspective is key if you can't find the perspective you know talk to people it's always good to talk to people because they yes. take their emotion out of it um number three you know, small calibrations, small calibrations could set you on an entire different path, uh, on the path that you were destined for, the mm. path that you had planned for yourself, but you ran into a wall. We bite off more than we can chew, right? We bite off of more course. than we can chew. Don't think about the five years. That's something I wanted to mention uh, mm. when you spoke about five years. When we talk about five-year plans, we are actually saying that to have a five-year plan, it means that you have to have a weekly plan, a daily plan, <laughs> monthly, yearly, and then a five-year plan. Don't you be that guy. Just have don't, don't be me. You, you can't just have a... No, but it's true. Again, it comes down yeah. to the momentum that I just spoke about. You have mm -hmm. to break it up into the daily small little things that build up to that five-year plan. If you just mm. say in five years, I want to have my own jet, you're going to wait until one month before five years and realize, oh, shucks, I never got my jet. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you have to break it up close, 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 like smallest of things um, mm. and build that momentum into that five-year dream. Yeah. And that brings me into the fourth tip um, is the compound effect of... yes. You know, resource utilization, making sure that you are constantly aware that we all have a finite amount of resources uh, at our mm. disposal and we need to restructure the way that we go ahead and apply that in our lives or the way that we use it and you know, just reinvest that energy into better areas of your life. If I still had that business that I was running now, you know, a lot of the stuff that I'm doing today wouldn't be possible purely because I don't, I wouldn't have the resources. I honestly yeah, yeah. would not have the resources. So it's so, so, so important, Leon. Um, I think with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining this episode. I, I really found it insightful. I hope that it's been insightful and that you could derive some value out of it. If you did, if this you know, really resonated with you, or maybe you're thinking of someone else. Go ahead, share yeah. this episode with them if you feel that this could help them. And that's all I wanted to say from myself, Mono. I'm Leon, and remember, quitting could be a skill, it can be a virtue, it can be positive. So if nothing else, remember that from tonight, that quitting is not just a negative thing, it can actually be the best thing that you could ever do in your life. My name is Leon, thank you so much. Episode 21, next week, we'll bring you some more amazing content. Cheers. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We really hope that you have found inspiration or motivation from our content this far. If you want to get access to sneak previews to our upcoming shows on a weekly basis, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel or join our Facebook page where we also share our blog posts and other great content from time to time. So head over to our Facebook and YouTube channels and feel free to share it with your friends so that they can also join you on the journey to success. Until next time, guys. Cheers.